And welcome back to another episode of Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan Deke. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are talking strictly Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to break down who we think is going to make the 53-man roster with cutdown day coming soon. Only in a couple days. No one else will do it than my man, my friend Thomas Peterson. Thomas, how are we doing? You had a you have a full day right now. It's 7 30 a.m. here. So we're kind of switching roles here. Usually I'm uh usually you're oh, the one yeah. and I'm the and I'm the one uh uh, I already had a full day, but yeah. I'm awake. It feels good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've had all day to uh, to sit here and think about uh, roster construction, so I have no excuses whatsoever of not nailing this thing. It's the first time I'm doing this, or we're doing this. We, we didn't do this last year, but um, yeah, I think it's a good exercise to kind of dive mm-hmm. in to see who we're going to make it. I think the Eagles have a lot of tough decisions to make. I don't think the, the preseason game really brought any juice. There wasn't much to kind of go off there. Um, we'll touch on that, but I want to I want to get your opinion on uh, the Dallas Cowboys trade for quarterback Trey Lance last night. I was on the news desk by myself, yeah. so I got the I got the opportunity to cover that at the score. Um, it was uh, pretty entertaining. What do you make of this? Yeah, I mean, Cowboys have finally set a quarterback. Man, this is the move they had to make because otherwise <laughs> they wouldn't be contenders. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the stupidest thing, like Cooper Rush, Dak Prescott, and Trey Lance, like illustrated in pictures. Was like, is this the best QB room in the NFL? Like, Jesus Christ, God! Yeah, the guy who couldn't beat out uh, Darnold and Brock Purdy is uh, is moving is moving the needle for anyone. Jesus, it seems like a weird time to do this. We were kind of talking before the show. It doesn't make a lot of sense for me on the Cowboy side of things. Like the only kind of I guess possible reason why they're doing this is because they love Trey Lance during the draft process. Yeah. Like they had a really high grade on him. So like he's available the fourth round. I guess that's, that's probably the most likely outcome why this happened. I think uh, a fourth round pick is, is too high. I mean, I, I think agree. It's, like it's, 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 it's not nothing. price to pay for a guy yeah. who, who uh, has been nothing but, but injured and unable to, to beat out anyone uh, basically failed with one of the most QB friendly teams. Like the, 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 the team with Shanahan, the QB whisperer who can make anybody work, couldn't make Trey Lance work. So, I don't know, man. It, it's – I think they once they saw the first fourth-round pick come their way in a trade offer, they just, like, ran to it, and they're like, we'll take it. And Adam Schefter said that a bunch of – like, there were a few teams engaged, and then the, the Cowboys kind of just came flying in. And we're like, here's yeah. the fourth-round pick. And the four – I was like, cool, let's, let's get this done. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I think, like, a fourth-round pick's not nothing. Like, especially for – like to be a potential backup after already playing two seasons, so they could get him for another couple of years. But if you're going to sign Dak Prescott long term, anyways, you're you're banking on like your development team to really develop this guy into a solid backup. At the moment, he couldn't beat up Sam Darnold's. Uh, yeah, so. and, and I don't. Cooper Rush was was terrific when was he fine. took over. I mean, it was. Yeah. They they won more with him. He was he was taking care of the ball a lot better than Dak Prescott was. I mean, it was. I know we made, we made a little bit of fun of it, but there was a there was a like legit conversation to be had that uh, that C D Lamb was doing better with Cooper Rush than he ever did with with Dak Prescott, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. I don't think it makes sense. They're basically trading a fourth round pick for a guy to be QB three. Yeah, and like the, like you really need to develop this guy. Like if you you're sitting there going, we can do better than what Kyle Shanahan did, like. It kind of just – it's weird. And the other side of things for the 49ers, like if Brock Purdy doesn't play out here, Kyle Shanahan and, and John Lynch should be kind of on the hot seat in my opinion. Like if that was uh, – yeah. they gave up an absolute haul. Like that was the one of the worst draft day trades now of all time. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 weird, man. Actively rooting for the against the 49ers and Cowboys is definitely uh, going to be exciting this year. If you were if you were to play a game, if you're the Eagles, and you had to win the game to move on to the Super Bowl tomorrow, and you could pick your opponent, 49ers or Cowboys, who would you pick? Who I'd rather play? Yeah, if you're the Eagles. 49ers. I agree. I think, I think the Eagles match up so much better against the 49ers. Yeah. I think Dallas is their biggest threat in the NFC this year. Yeah, Dallas will also need to see what happens now that, my, that, that, that McCarthy is the, prime, the primary play caller. Like, there's so much unknown about them. Whereas uh, the 49ers, Eagles just thoroughly beat their ass just a little bit ago, and nothing's changed for them, really. Mm-hmm. They got worse at offensive line. Like, I still think the pass rush can kind of dominate there. Um, yeah, I think Dallas is, is is a better team. 
But um, those are the two biggest threats. Like those are the two teams. And nothing changed from last year, in my opinion, the NFC. Like those are the, the three best teams from last year are still the three best teams from this year. Okay, is there anything, uh, the third preseason game that you want to touch on? Uh, Devin Allen had a nice kick return. Um, Eli Ricks played really well. Uh, he, he locked up Alec Pierce and um, Michael Pittman on one drive. That was pretty cool. He's locked himself a roster spot, which we'll get into, in my opinion. Um, Tyreek Maddox-Williams, the linebacker that they signed off the streets a couple days ago. I had no idea who that guy was. Like I saw, I saw the nameplate on the back. It was like, what? <laughs> they saw. You remember that wave? Those ten roster moves they made with yeah. Williams. Like he was in his name. He was squeezed in there. I, I I didn't think anything of it, but he looked great, man. I, I think he kind of he won himself a practice squad job at least. Yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy who makes plays like that. Uh, I think uh, I think Fred Van Sumeren, um also yep. um, also got himself a a practice squad spot with with that game, seventeen uh, tackles. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. So that's a guy that you want to have um, at, as a as a depth piece to be able to move up if you need special teams guys throughout the throughout the year. Um, no chance in hell that he's making the the, the final fifty three. Otherwise, something would have to go terribly wrong. No. Uh, but 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 yeah. Uh, other than that, I have no shame in admitting that I woke up at two a.m. in the middle of the night. I put on the game and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss much. I nope, was at I know. I, my, I had a softball game at seven forty. The game started at eight, so I wasn't playing on watching. And we got rained out halfway through my softball, so I kind of scurried home, caught the second half, and I didn't really pay attention that much. The Blue the no. Toronto Blue Jays were on. I was kind of watching that on the side, so it wasn't uh it wasn't really kind of worth our time. But yeah, not not much to take away. Uh, I think like there's some interesting kind of like who was playing like Kayvon Wallace played like deep into the fourth quarter, which I kind of caught my eye. Yeah. Davies Street didn't play, which we'll get into, which I think kind of secures him a spot. In my opinion, there's uh there was a couple little roster and depth chart things that you can kind of take away. But overall, it's a third preseason game. The Eagles didn't play a single offensive starter all preseason, which did they? I, I, I could like I know. Did any of the offensive line play at all in the preseason? Uh, of the starting offensive Yeah, line? starting. Did any offensive starter play? Yeah. Nope. I thought. Right call on Sirianni's part. I, I think it's stupid that teams play their, their starters, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, like, Anthony Richardson played into, like, played a half against the Eagles third stringers. Yeah. And did, what do you make of the bird celebration, flapping the wings? Big topic on Eagles Twitter yesterday. Yeah, it was a big topic. I uh, Honestly, I think it's, it was... I think it had more to do with the, the how the whole the, uh, joint practice ended. Mm-hmm. I think that was a serious talking point for for Colts players after that practice of how that whole thing ended. And because you know that the flap in the wings was what it was. Like I can I I get the perspective of this is just a young guy who finally had a touchdown after a really subpar start to. He didn't to even the game. score. He didn't no, even that, score. The I mean, they, they didn't. <laughs> And and he didn't really lead any drives to anything anything particular successful, and um, so so I think that that was it was what it was. But then when the when the when the uh, Colts official Twitter put out that video of players like coming up to the camera and like posing and yeah we go to get go to that W in Birdtown or whatever the fuck they were saying, yeah. it was like then it became a thing because then it was clearly something on the mind of a lot of their players. And I gotta say, to be honest. I have no idea who those Colts players were in the video. I don't know if that was the last game they would ever play in their life, and they're going back to stocking groceries. But if, I, have no, I have no idea. I just know that if I was a Colts fan, and that was the way that I saw the starters re- posing after just narrowly beating uh, guys who won't be on any NFL team in a, in a week, I would be embarrassed. Yeah. AJ Brown actually had a tweet. He deleted it within like three minutes. I, I saw it before he deleted it. He put yeah. like a bunch of like disappointed memes, like quote tweeting the Eagles uh, or the Colts with that tweet. He deleted AJ Brown likes to delete his tweets. He likes to get his mind off, and then he just deletes them after a couple minutes. It's kind of his thing. But I agree. I, I thought that was kind of uh, pretty stupid. Yeah, I get it. Like, young kid, he got excited. Um, all all for that. All for some fun. But maybe do it when you actually score the touchdown and not the yeah. running back and. Maybe do it in a game that you don't go six for seventeen against Eagles third string defensive players, especially when you've just been handed your ass and joined practice. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so how? We're, so what we're gonna do? Thomas and I each uh, filled out our fifty-three man rosters on a spreadsheet. So if you're following along on YouTube, you'll be able to see the spreadsheet on the screen. If you're listening on the audio format, Thomas and I will read 
out the names and we'll kind of talk about our decision making and whatnot. So if you're only listening to audio, don't worry. We'll keep you engaged. And if you're listening on YouTube, thank you for doing that. Make sure to hit that YouTube subscribe button and continue following on YouTube. Anyways, Thomas, are you ready to go? Eagles 53-man roster prediction of 2023. Let's do it. I'm ready to be right. All right. So I'm going to present our screen here. All right, so the spreadsheet is up. You can see both Thomas and I's rosters on top to bottom here. We'll go through each position and kind of explain our thinking. So starting at the quarterback position, Thomas, I think it's pretty straightforward. We each have Jalen Hurts, Marcus Mariota, and Tanner McKee. Yeah. Nah, Ian Ian didn't do anything to really uh, sway us in any way. Nah, Marcus Mariota was equally terrible in this preseason game that he has been uh, before. Um he he's not good. It kind of worries me a little bit of how bad he is. And but but then again, it, for me, it was more like where do we put McKee? Where do we put Mariota? And we discussed this in the previous episode that they're not going to move around right now in this in this year. But they're not going to keep Mariota after the season, I'm sure. And so it'll just be a matter of whether McKee can be the QB two moving forward. Do you think? Is, do you think is there like a, a sliver of doubt in your mind that Mariota fully makes the team? Like, do you think he's I don't think any team's going to trade for him. Um, cutting him to me seems expensive, so yeah. I, I pretty like uh, it's pretty much they're they're paying him too much to cut yeah. him. Basically, agreed. Tanner McKee's been awesome in the preseason, so uh, you just got to you just got to hope that it's uh, that it's a matter of of learning a new offense and, mm-hmm. and that it's kind of all overwhelming. And now that Jared Jalen Hurts goes in there, he can like Mariota can kind of relax and get out of the spotlight like he wants to. And then if he has to some come in in the game, he can put everything on the line in, in a situation like that. So we pray we never get to discuss the uh, QB depth uh, yeah. ever again. Hopefully it's not a, hopefully it's not a topic of conversation during the season. Okay. Running back. We each have four running backs making the roster the same four. Kenneth yeah. Gainwell, DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, and Boston Scott. Unfortunately, Trey Sermon um, just didn't have a strong enough preseason to kind of um, deserving of a roster spot. He had that fumble. He was kind of up and down. I think the Eagles still like him in the building. I think they'll probably try to keep him around and squeeze him on the practice squad. I don't see a team going out of their way in the, uh, on roster cutdown day to put him on a roster. So I'm pretty confident that he's going to be on the practice squad. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's pretty safe to say. Like we always hype up running backs a little bit more than we should, um, and I think more often than not, they're they're clearing waivers. Um, mm-hmm. They can't all be. Uh, they can't all be like that. Uh, that former Eagles running back whose name escapes me that went to the 49ers and was really good. Raheem, Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, like I said, Trey, the Eagle, I think we talked about this last podcast episode. Trey Sermon, when the Eagles cleaned him off waivers, the Eagles were like 21st or 22nd in the waiver wire order. So there were already 20 teams that had the chance to pick him up before the Eagles got to him. So that kind of shows you what they everyone around the league thinks. Poor Kennedy Brooks. Um, his his Eagles. Um, tenure is going to be over. Maybe he gets on the practice squad. We'll see what they think of him. But I think the four running backs have been kind of solidified for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't think there's been a question that those guys are going to make the roster. And it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of all goes with the running back by committee style and how the touches play out. If you were to guess who the Eagles leading rushing yards is and carries as of today, who would you pick? DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift, okay. And I think if DeAndre you, Swift stays healthy, it's the right answer. Yeah, exactly. That's that. That's the that's the uh, the the little uh, asterisk to it is he if he stays healthy, I think he can be. His ceiling is one of the the most productive running backs in the NFL, mm-hmm. uh, especially on a per carry per touch basis, uh, behind behind the Eagles O line with with Jalen Hurts and that that read offense style because he he's he's just a natural at making tacklers miss and in, in in the eagles offense you more often than not you have to make one guy miss and you have space mm-hmm. um and i think he is he is more um the guy in, in this uh four man um running back group that that has that ability and i just think he it just looked different when it was deandre swift on the field or, or in practice when, when 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 he is taking reps than when all the other guys you, you just see the extra juice Agreed. I think I personally think ultimately Kenneth Gainwell does end up leading the team in rushing yards and carries just because I don't think DeAndre Swift's going to stay healthy for 17 games. But if you were to give Howie Truce here right now and say, who do you want 
to lead the team in rushing yards and carries, they'll probably say DeAndre Swift. I think it's going to be pretty close. I was actually really surprised at some of the efficiency numbers behind Kenneth Gainwell Thomas. He led, he's led the league in EPA per carry over the last two years. Like he's been incredibly efficient at just getting the yards in front of him. He just doesn't have those big breakout runs. He, like he had the long run in the Giants uh, at the end of that uh, divisional round game. Besides that, like he doesn't have like those those forty yard, fifty yard bursts. He just no. kind of takes what's in front of him. So I think DeAndre Swift gives you, and I also think Rashad Penny can give you that as well. Like that that extra gear where you can get those big long runs where the Eagles desire in this offense since it's so run heavy. Yeah. If you're like me, you were tired of trying to find jeans that fit right no matter your build and still look good. Introducing the newest sponsor of the Double Doing Podcast, Sweat Taylor, a premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual. I started wearing Sweat Taylor, and I am blown away by how comfortable and affordable the clothes are. And of course, they look great. My favorite is the all-in pants. It's a five-pocket pant that feels like sweats, but look way better. Thoughtfully tailored and unbelievably stretchy. From jackets and pants to joggers and hoodies, Sweat Taylor's designs are made to seamlessly fit into your life, moving from runway to office, office to drinks, and drinks to wherever the night takes you. Specializing in casual wear for men, pieces are designed with comfort and versatility in mind for your everyday. Use promo code BDEEGST. That is BDEEGST for 25% off. That again is BDEEGST for 25% off your order at sweattailor.com. Okay, uh, let's move on to the next position wide receiver. Here's where we have a little bit. Here's our first kind of disagreement here. Uh, we I only have four wide receivers making the roster to start off. I have A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Quez Watkins, and Olamide Zacchaeus. I think, Thomas, that what they're going to do is cut Brevin Covey, Britton Covey and Devin Allen. I don't see a team picking up Devin Allen or Britton Covey. I think Joseph Magada played himself off the roster over the last couple weeks. He was kind of disappointing the tail end of camp. So uh, those are the only kind of guys I could see making the roster. Um, I just don't see why Britton Covey deserved a spot just to be a punt returner. Um, he has, he's been injured. He hasn't done much when he was active, um, in, in, in training camp. Like, I don't see why the Eagles need to dish out a roster spot for him. The league pretty much knows what he is. They have all the tape they have. Like, I don't see a team giving up a 53 man roster spot for Britton Covey if they expose him to waivers. So I think he's a guy that you can cut stash back on the practice squad. And I do think the wide receiver position, Thomas, is going to be uh, – they're going to be very active there on roster cutdown day. I, I expect them to take a look around, see what the league's doing. There's going to be over 1,000 guys losing jobs that day. So there's going to be some wide receivers that they like. Now, of course, the Eagles are going to be at the very bottom of the pecking order in the waiver wire, so it's going to be tougher for them to kind of find the guys they like. But I think there's going to be enough talent out there where if they find a guy that they can stash at the bottom of the 53-man depth chart at the wide receiver position that, that can return punts – uh, field kicks, stuff like that. Well, they'll, they'll be able to do that. If they don't, yeah. then they can always elevate Britain Covey from the practice squad. Right. Yeah. I think your, your, your argument makes sense in the way that, that no team is going to, like, we're not, we're not going to have a situation where both uh, Allen and Covey gets cut and then both are getting picked up by someone else. No. So, so the chance that Eagles can bring one of them uh, or maybe even both back to the practice squad and then elevate whoever of them deserves to be the, the punt return, punt returner in the, in that specific game. Um, they can, they can absolutely do that, and also I don't think they have a special bond to either of them. Like you said, that they can't just bring someone else in and then return punts. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, Freddie Swain, for example, uh, yeah, coming in off the side like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. But but then again, uh, the reason why I put uh, put Allen on my team here is that I just think that with I've seen like a handful, good handful of clips off of practice, especially here with the Colts. Where he's burning guys, like he's mm-hmm. he's really he's really running good routes out there, and and that that shiftiness or the speed is not only in a straight line speed, it's also when he's moving around. And and if if I took a swing here and said if the coaches are seeing him developing in that area, and he's been and that skill has been exposed to other teams that they've practiced against, like I think it's a there's a if they say that we might have something here. I think they want to stash him just to have five receivers on the team because four is not a lot. Yeah, I think Devin Allen is more likely to be picked up off waivers than someone else, or than Brayton Covey, sorry. Like the Tennessee Titans, for instance, like if you go take a look at their wide receiver depth chart, it is atrocious. Like a team like that, that could just, that needs to stash speed somewhere. I could see it. Uh, also I just the name value because he's, like his name's yeah. been floating out there. Like he's he is an Olympic uh 
Olympic athlete who's, who's dominating another sport like that. I think that actually means something when you're in that deep tier of 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 guys to to pick up on on, on teams. All right, there's our first little disagreement here. Thomas is Devin Allen on the roster with five wide receivers. I only have the we're ruined for a baby. I think he'd be fun. Like, I, of course, I'd want him on the roster. I think it'd be cool. He that, he looked explosive in that kick return as well. But he he said after the game that was the first time he's returned to kick in seven to eight years. So, like, I don't think you can trust him off the bat. I think if you're putting him on the roster, you're putting him as like a fifth wide receiver. Like, you're gonna yeah, but you, try to you know if he scored on that play, we will be seeing like Deshaun Jackson miracle out of the Meadowlands <laughs> dropping the punt, and we'll be seeing Devon Allen dropping that kickoff, and they'll be playing yeah. side by side. That's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. Um. So that's wide receiver. Tight end, we're in agreement. We have been taking three tight ends. I, uh, Dallas Goddard, Jack Stolen Green. Any potential that you were going to um, have someone else extend a Greg Calter? Or like Tyree Jackson, one of those guys kind of uh, uh, catch your eye. I think it's it's I think it's pretty set with these three guys here. I, I don't see anybody else really. What, what, what else do we have um, that, that, that could threaten these guys? Like Jack Stoll is obviously the guy that they like as the as the you know has the blocking ability in there. Calcaterra, they spend a draft pick on. Uh, whenever he's been on the field last year, he he really contributed, and uh, and it wasn't if it wasn't for Mariota and his uh, ability to sail every single pass, uh, we would have <laughs> seen a lot more production from from Calcaterra in the preseason here. And yep. I don't I don't really. Like Dan Arnold just doesn't do it for me. He looks unathletic. Uh, Brady Russell, it is what it is. Like he Brady just... Russell's like prime practice squad guy. Yeah, Tyree yeah. Jackson is probably the one guy that that we should have a discussion about, if anyone, uh, simply because of like he looks more and more like a tight end. But mm-hmm. like, if I have to choose between Calcaterra and and uh, and Tyree, I think Calcaterra is, is the yeah. is the better football player. Agreed. I, I this one I didn't put too much thought in. I, I'm pretty sure the Eagles. Uh, are not going to take more than three tight ends for one. I think they like Grant Calcaterra in the building. He's came, he kind of came on and towards the end of camp as well. Um, yeah. he's, he's a guy they want to invest in, so I, I think they're going to give him a roster spot. He also had, he had that nice 40-yard catch last year. Like, you saw the burst. You didn't get a ton of playing time, but um, I, I think he's a guy they're going to keep around. And Jack Stoll, they just love. Like, they, Jalen Hurts trusts him. Like, he's thrown the ball to him before. Um, we talked, I think we brought this up on the podcast at some point. Like if you remember the 2021 game when the Eagles sat out all the starters a week 18 against the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Stoll got the day off too. Like they, they gave him, they like him enough where they're not going to play him in week 18. So two years ago, he's sticking around. So Jack yeah. Stoll's going to be, going to be tight end number two. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Offensive line. This is kind of where, um, I'm, we are both kind of texty. We were both messing each other going, we have no idea what they're going to do at the offensive line position. Um, so the start, the starters are kind of in stone. Lane Johnson, Jordan, uh, Jordan, my Jason Kelsey, Cam Jurgens, Lynn Dickerson. We both have those five on the roster. Now they just signed Fred Johnson to a two-year contract to be the backup offensive tackle after releasing him. We were both really confused why they cut him because he was starting to come on in preseason. So it was just a procedural move in the end. So we like that. Fred Johnson's getting on the team. Tyler Steen's going to be on the team as well. They, they spent a high draft pick on him. So he's going to be on the roster. Jack Driscoll is going to be on the roster as well. So that's eight. Now, this is where it kind of got tricky for me, Thomas. I put Suo Peta on there. I don't love it. Like, I, I don't know what their feeling is with Suo Peta and how they like him at the moment, but they like to go big. They like to stash a lot of offensive linemen. So I think they're going to keep nine or 10. So Suo Peta was the first name that I kind of got on the nine spot. And then I have them taking Josh Andrews as a 10th offensive lineman. I don't love it. Um, that's probably the least confident pick I have on my entire roster. Um, so that's my 10, Thomas. Explain what you got. Yeah, um, I, I was really going back and forth with uh, back and forth with Josh Andrews as well. And actually, like when when he was released, uh, Fred, I had to I, I had Fred on it to begin with, uh, and then they released him. I took him off, and then Josh Andrews was the guy that I put on. So when when they signed. Uh, Fred back. Uh, I took uh, Josh Andrews off, but yeah, he would be he would be my next in line guy if I was to pick ten, um, mm-hmm. like you have here. Um, I think Opeta is the guy I chose simply because of familiarity and how long he's worked with Jeff Stoutland. I don't think there's anybody else uh, of the of the uh, the bigger guys in there in the guard uh, rotation like uh, Toth and, and Sales and Tom that I think are good Jones to, 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 to include them all there. Yeah, I don't Julian think there's any good, Julian good Jones actually overtook Josh Shills on the depth chart. Like Josh Shills has completely fallen off the depth chart. Yeah. I don't think any one of those guys really provide anything to me you know, no. from a skill 
skill set value that I think means more than the familiarity that Stoutland has with, with Sue Opeta. Like they've been together for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that means more uh, to, to Jeff than, than the rest of the guys there. Uh, there are no special talents otherwise than that. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to keep 10 if I could, but, but I don't, I just don't think that the depth, uh, the, the depth talent is as good this year as it's been yeah. in prior years. Um, now that, um, that Isaac Samalo is out of there. Um, it, it moves, uh, it moves up, um, the, 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 the rest here. And, and now that, uh, now that we have, uh, cam starting, um, the, the depth falls off a little bit. Otherwise than that, it would have been easy to go like Steen, Driscoll, cam and Fred as the backups. And then you'd have a good backup set. But now I, I don't think that, that I don't think the rest of the guys moved the needle for me. No, I think this is probably the worst it's not a big deal. Like Eagles, it could be a big deal at some point in the year, but this is probably the weakest the depth of the Eagles offensive line has been in quite a while. A lot of these guys that they, they brought in to develop, like a Brett Toth, um, people like that just haven't panned out. So they kind of, it's probably almost like the changing of the guard. Now we're going to see in this the Eagles depth of the offensive line. I think this is all, they're also going to be very active. Another position where they're going to look for to add some additions on, on cut roster, cut down day, pick up some guys on waivers that they like. Yeah. Yeah, they might be moving uh, moving around here, but also yeah. to your point, I'll also say that the 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 starting talent is better than it's been for oh, a lot of years. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, we're giving off some of the depth, but but also yeah. to have a, a much much better starting unit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, uh, that's offensive line. So D tackles up next, and we I think we got we have the same seven guys, right? So we have the Eagles taking like, seven defensive tackles. Uh, which is a lot. It sounds like a lot, but I think like we we talked about, they like to go big on offensive line. They also like to go big at de- defensive tackle. Those are two positions that the Eagles value. Um, they like to they like to kind of stack up up the middle uh, on the defense. So we both have Fletcher Cox, Jalen Carter, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis. We both have Moro Ojomo making the roster now. He is dealing with a concussion right now. We're kind of up. We're we're both. Uh, we both don't know exactly what the Eagles are going to do with him, if he's going to be healthy enough for week one. So he's a potential IR stash as well. So I would keep an eye on that. They, we both have Contavious Street making the roster. He did not dress in the Eagles' final preseason game. I think that's a yeah. pretty good indication that he's going to make the roster as well. And we also have Marlon Tiepolotu in the roster. That's seven defensive tackles from both Thomas and I. Again, sounds like a lot, but I think all these guys are deserving of roster spots. Yeah, and also just the way that they're that they're rotating on on the defensive ta- on the defensive line, like they want to keep as many fresh bodies in there as well, and they they've, they've been stashing talent now for a long time. So like you're not going to give up on on young talent when you when you actually acquire it. So so that's why like Ojomo, seventh round pick could like might as well not have made the roster, but he's just been too good to like like you're not going to get him back if you mm-hmm. if you just straight up release him like you said can be with an injury settlement like injury RR to begin with and then get activated later in the season when he's 100% ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tui Pelotu was a guy that I was a little bit back and forth on if whether or not I, I whether or not they should keep him. I think he like isn't his third season he's going into now. Third, I believe, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just haven't I haven't been too impressed with him, but but then again, if 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 Ojomo goes into the injured IR, I, they want to keep a full rotation in the defensive interior then it would make sense to have Tui Pelotu. Yeah, like you said, Street not dressing for the last game. That is uh, that is absolutely an indication that he's making the team. And he should. I mean, he's, he's looked explosive when he's been in there. And yeah, yeah I, th- I think he is. Uh, he's a better depth piece to keep on a vital position on, on the defense than some other positions like uh, linebacker, for example. It was funny when that when they did the greedy Williams cut and then they they signed a bunch of guys. There's a bunch of roster moves there. They signed like three extra defensive tackles to play basically just one preseason game for them. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm looking at the depth chart, like like um Robert Cooper, Caleb Sanders, Marvin Wilson. Uh, Marvin Wilson's been around. Marvin Wilson's been a fan. Yeah, he's familiar. been around. The, oh, oh, um, all of Sega Polo. I don't know if I'm reading that right on the Eagles depth chart here, but uh, there's a lot of who's uh, on the defensive tackle. But again, it goes to show again how he values that position. So he's going to continue to bring in guys that he thinks are worth it on that uh, on that position. So, yeah, seven defense tackles. Both Thomas and I are in agreement there. Okay, next up, we have the edge rusher position. And we're both in agreement here again. And there's going to be kind of a little a little bit of a hot take on, on both of our ends here with one of them. We both have Hassan Reddick, Josh Rett, Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith, and Derek Barnett making the roster. That's five. And we have a six edge rusher making. We both have Kyron Johnson cracking the 53-man roster, Thomas. I think that's probably... 
one that's going to be a little different than other people, but my reasoning, and I'm assuming it's going to be pretty similar to you, he could play special teams better than Patrick yes. Johnson can, um, which is important. He, he's a lot quicker. He's a lot faster. He can contribute on that side of the ball. He played 16 games last year. Like, he was active uh, most of the time, um, but like he was on the roster last season, so I think that's important to remember as well. And the one of the bigger reasons why I do have him making it, which is unfortunate, like, it's, it's because he has an appendectomy right now. Like, he's hurt. So I do think he's a potential IR candidate where they can stash him on the IR, get him through the 50th man, 53-man roster, put him on IR. He'll miss the first four games of the year to recover from the appendectomy, and then they can make another roster move again, another addition, wide receiver, wherever they want to go. So I just I feel like Patrick Johnson is okay to expose the waivers. I don't see a team going out of their way to pick up Patrick Johnson. I think he's a guy that can get on the practice squad. He's yeah. looked okay in training camp so far, but he played – all the way into the fourth quarter on, in, in the third preseason game. So I think that's kind of a sign where maybe the Eagles head is at with him. But uh, we both have Kyron Johnson over Patrick Johnson for that last edge spot. Yeah, and, and, and Kyron Johnson is has the he has the athleticism with to go with him. Like he has the the speed where you just go wow. And mm-hmm. and when you combine that with uh, with a significant impact in in special teams, that goes a long way to making a roster spot as the last guy. Yep. And like if you were to tell me to pick up anyone from the Eagles depth, uh, like a- any non-starter that I would want to put on special teams, it'll be Kyron Johnson over anyone. Yep. Agreed. So um, yeah, that's probably gonna be one that's like, gonna be a little different from other 53-man depth charts you see, but, yeah, but they're wrong. I've got, feeling, I've got a good feeling about this one. I think Thomas and I are gonna be right there. Okay. Yeah. Next up we have so the, the address, I don't think there's anything else really to discuss. We already talked about uh Patrick Johnson. Quickly here, is there anyone else we're missing that maybe deserves a little bit of conversation? No, I think that's pretty much it. Barnett uh, has to make it. None of us wants to do it, but he yeah, has to make he's, it just because be on the roster. contractual sp- uh, standpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on that Josh Sweat, and mm-hmm. again, I think he's going to put records up uh, uh, yeah. on on sacks this season. Yeah, I'm, I'm heavy on Josh Sweat for a breakout year this year. Okay, linebacker. This one we have we have our second disagreement here. So I only have the Eagles taking three linebackers. To make the roster uh, to start it. Yeah, sounds crazy. Um, but I, there's a method to my madness here. So I'm Nicobe Dean, Zach Cunningham, and Christian Ellis making the roster day one. That's only three linebacker spots. I have Nicholas Morrow getting cut. Um, so my thinking behind this is is if the, he was to go through the 53-man roster, that means his salary is fully guaranteed off the bat. I think it's about $1.4 million, and I could be wrong there, but it's in that low one point uh and that low one million mark. So I know it's not a ton of money, but it's something. So if you if you keep him on the roster, he's got to be paid that. If you don't, you can cut him. And I again, I don't think similar to other players I've talked about. I don't think Nicholas Morrow is going to be a guy that teams are going to be jumping out of their way to get on their on their fifty three man rosters if, if he is cut. Um, he was only signed for a one year cheap one million dollar deal in free agency. I think the league knows what he is. So I think he's a guy that if you do cut, you can stash on the practice squad and then. Kind of, if you need him, you can elevate him and whatnot. But again, three linebackers is light, so I'm taking a risk with this one. Um, I do think, again, there's a little bit of method in my madness. I'm kind of just trying to jump in Harry Rose's mind here, but it kind of just shows Thomas of the depth. What I kind of think of the depth of this linebacker position, like I think Nicobe Dean, Christian Ellis, and um, Zach Cunningham are solid. I think that's fine to start off with, but this is a position where I do think the Eagles could trade for someone, and I do think they could add someone at the 53 man roster cut down. I. Uh, I really think they're going to be active looking for a linebacker. I'll go. I'll go as far as to say, I think Christian Ellis is cut before Nicholas Morrow. Both of them are okay. in the last year of their deal. Uh, so, so basically, you can you can view it as Christian Ellis and Nicholas Morrow are both on one year deals. Um, Christian Ellis is how old? 24, 25, something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Nicholas Morrow isn't much more than that. I don't think. No. And and just from purely from well, he's twenty eight, just purely from 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 a football uh, football perspective, I think that that Morrow outplayed Ellis in the preseason games. Um, I don't I haven't seen too much of Christian Ellis because there isn't too much to look at. Nicholas Morrow has a ton of starting experience from prior games where he's been starting. I think he started for both the Bears and the Raiders. Am I, am I wrong? Bears for sure. I don't know about the Raiders. You, I think you're right. He was there, signed though. to the Raiders. I don't know if he matters to actually yeah. play games with him before he got injured. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I think Nicholas Morrow is a better player than Christian Ellis. Uh, but I I just don't. I I think Eagles want 
um, a full backup set of linebackers so they don't go into games with with uh, one only uh, backing up two positions. Uh, mm-hmm. Just that will be they'll be aggressive from my perspective. But but I, I, it could be the f- you could be right that they they keep three initially and they do some roster gymnastics so they do have yeah. two uh, two backups dressing for games and what mm-hmm. that looks like. I don't know uh, if it's someone else or if it's practice squad being elevated or, um, but yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Yeah. I do think Nicholas Morrow is going to stick around. Like, I feel like if you cut Christian Ellis, he's a guy that a team could snag. So I don't think you want to expose him to waivers. He's only 24 years old. Um, yeah, I disagree. I think he's looked fine in the preseason. You're right. Like he hasn't had the splash, splash plays, but in practice, especially at the beginning of training camp, he looked solid. Um, I just think he's a guy they're going to want to keep around. Yeah. The linebacker room, like, I really, exp- I really think Kyrie Rosen is going to make a move here. Like, I, I think he's going to be very active, um, looking yeah, for a they trade didn't, um, or a waiver waiver audition here. They didn't, they didn't expect, uh, they didn't expect suddenly to lose Molly Jack. That, that was, that was for sure. Uh, and they signed both of those guys for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Morrow played over a thousand snaps in 2022. He played uh, 800 snaps in 2020 and 2019. So he, he like. If you want to keep a thin linebacking room, you want and Nicobe Dean is your 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 first year starter for one of them. I think you want to keep experience around it. You don't want uh, you don't want to kick in guys uh, who who are, are are raw. And I don't think the talent of Christian Ellis is good enough as to where you you want to preserve him for a spot just simply based off being worried about exposing him to waivers. I don't think anyone's picking him up. Yeah, and it's. I was trying to think like there's not a lot of linebackers that come to mind that are available for trade. Patrick Queen got a lot of that hype during the offseason, but he's not going to be available. It's not like the Ravens are going to roll with him as a starter. So we'll see. We'll see what 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 uh, what happens on roster cut down there at the linebacker position. But yeah, they're not set there. Like this is this is not a this is not a set and done. Work in progress. Yeah. Least, exactly. Okay. Next up, we have cornerbacks. So we each have six cornerbacks making the roster here. Um. Let me put that the spreadsheet up on the screen. There we go. So we both have James Bradbury, Darius Slay, Avante Maddox, Josh Job, Keely Ringo, and Elijah Ricks. Um, Eli Ricks, sorry, um, is going to make the roster in both of our opinions. I think he's earned it, Thomas. He's looked great in preseason. He's been one of the best cornerbacks basically in the entire um, entire preseason. I know you're playing against second and third stringers, but yeah, Eli Ricks 100% does a roster spot here. Yeah, um, played well against Pierce. Back. Played well against uh, uh, what's the guy? Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman, exactly. Yeah. So that, that, that play on Alec Pierce was unbelievable. Like that was a great diving breakup. Yeah, yeah. He has he has outside cornerback starting ability. Agree. Look like projecting moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a, that's a that's a really good young core to have uh, to have backing up uh, two veterans, and um, and both um, yeah, all three of them are are under contract for for a long way here. So like if you're set at that position, you don't have to be. Be spending roster spots and, and capital on guys moving forward because you have your you have your project projected starters in years to come, and you have uh, JB and Slay on a contract for two more years. That's a good situation. Yeah, like I could see Josh Job and Eli Ricks being the starters here in like three years. Like no no joke. Like I think yeah. they're, they're they're that talented. Um, if they keep, if, especially if they keep the same uh, same uh, same tra- trajectory, of course. Agreed. Eli Ricks has been one of my like the pleasant surprises this year. It's been awesome to see. He's kind of. Um, He's come up on the roster. It's cool. How do you feel about um, uh, Mario Goodrich not making it in our? Uh, he was injured. He didn't play in the third preseason game. Um, I don't think you showed enough. Like I think if you're going to keep him, you're probably thinking as a as a backup slot. But like we discussed, like they had James Bradbury playing in the slot. Um, at some reps at training camp. So it sounds like if they were to lose Avante Maddox. James Bradbury would move over to the slot, and yeah. they'd have Josh Job on the outside, which I think yeah. is solid. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah, that, yeah, one hundred percent fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mackay Gardner, he had some plays. Yeah, he had two interceptions. Practice. I don't right? think he's going to get picked up. You no. think? No, I don't think so. He's. I've seen a couple, uh, a couple Eagles beat writers and stuff having him make on the roster. It sounds like he played kind of. He had the like last good two weeks, but I don't think they're keeping seven corners. No. Nope, no chance. Just not something how he does. Um, so those are our six. Okay, next up, we got safety position. So you have do you you have four safeties making the roster? I have five. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this off to you because I think you this is probably the the biggest hot take out of both of us. Hit me with what you got at safety. Yeah. So for me, it was um, 
I think that we differ on on uh, on linebacker and on safety. And mm-hmm. and for me, it was the numbers game in terms of of keeping keeping five safeties and then three linebackers or four in each position. And to me, it just makes sense to keep two backups that are designated to their position. And so it was Morrow versus Edmonds for me. And the way that their contracts are constructed, they're both very cuttable. Um, in that you're not you're not paying them that much. So and like they're both uh, they're both veteran players who probably reach most of their ceiling. Um, so I think Justin Evans provides more on special teams than than Edmonds does for the safety uh, safety position. I think Wallace is a guy that that Eagles are seeing. Uh, development from here late in, in late stage. Wallace is not a roster lock by any means. No, it, the, the reason I put him on is simply because he's a he's a fourth round pick f- for the for for the Eagles. So like, maybe some some hometown uh, love there for how he doesn't want to get rid of his baby. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so and, and Wallace is a, is a decent uh, special teams player as well. So you yeah. you, you get that uh, you get you get that from him. Blankenship Brown, they, like that, may just that just makes sense. So to me, it was it was a um, it was and Justin Evans has been playing well. It's been rotating, like you you pointed out to me, uh, pretty pretty uh, consistently with the first team defense. And mm-hmm. uh, did he he didn't play in the last game, did he? He did a little bit. I think he played in some snaps in the first and second right. quarter. Um, but yeah, I think Thomas, I think start, I think he's starting day one at safety right now. If you were to, if I was to take a guess. I think it's mm-hmm. Justin Evans and Reed Blankenship. I think Sidney Brown is going to make his way at some point during the season, mm-hmm. but it sounds like the Eagles are really comfortable with Justin Evans. Yeah. Um, he's had some injury issues, but he was a highly touted prospect. I think yeah. he's got juice still. Um, but yeah, I think it's gonna. I think you're gonna see Justin Evans lead the way beside Blankenship day one to start. Yeah, and to me, to me, the the the, the starting safety position next to Reed Blankenship has has mostly been up to Sidney Brown, Evans, and Wallace more mm-hmm. so than than Edmonds, but. I mean the, the the safety position here is could could go a whole another way and I wouldn't be surprised. So Thomas has Terrell Edmonds not making the roster, baby. Love a spicy take. I actually like again, we we before we talked, like I have five safeties and I I don't love it. This is another position where I'm very like unconfident. Like I think they're going to axe one of these guys. I I think it's between Edmonds and Wallace. I think one of those guys is getting cut. I would probably lean Edmonds like you, but like again, it's just I don't know. It's like just, I don't know it, what their mindset is. They're just is not there. like it's they're not these safeties are not good to the point where you want to sacrifice other positions. Yeah. For that. Like yeah, I, I would rather yeah. keep Eli Ricks and then sacrifice a safety. I would rather keep two linebackers that I'm comfortable with backing up than I would keep one of these safeties. Because the linebackers I, I I know they can contribute on special teams probably to the same level. I'm for sure not cutting a defensive lineman, which they value a lot of and just talent wise are a lot better. Um so yeah, it's to me, the safety is the most, uh, the most uh, easily cuttable of these guys. Yeah. How he's got tough decisions to make, man, especially a safety linebacker. It's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, I've got five safeties. Thomas has four with Treldman's off the roster. I love it, baby. We got some spiciness to the end of this. All right. Next up, special teams. We both, we both, are, <laughs> this one's funny. So um, if you've so been bad. following on YouTube, if you've been checking the bottom here, going, they don't have a punter. And are Thomas and Brendan forgetting about a punter here? We have not forgot about the punter position. Guys. We're going for it. We have it here. We're taking swings here. Um, and there's, again, method to our madness here. So we have Jake Elliott as a kicker and Rick Lovato as a, as a long snapper. We both don't have a punter originally making the roster. So we're both in agreement that Aaron Sipos has not done enough in training camp or in preseason to make the team. He's averaging 40 yards a punt right now. He's been awful um, all preseason. So we both think that they're going to cut Aaron Sipos and take a look at the, the waiver wire for a punter. I don't know how many punters are going to get released. And again, the Eagles are at the bottom of the waiver uh, waiver order. So we'll see if they can get access to one. And then if they need to bring Sipos back, if they don't if they don't find one, they can easily do that. I don't think a team's rushing out there to sign Aaron Sipos. So we both think the Eagles are going to go into the roster without a punter. And again, this goes back to our talks with they can stash Kyron Johnson. They can stash more Ojomo on, on IR. They can f- make room for on the roster once they get through the 53-man cutdown to find a punter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't he's, just, he's, I, that was a big rant on punting, but uh, hey, it's, it's part of the team. Make punting great again. Yeah. Basically. Sucked at it for too long. 
How can you have no. such a good kicker in Jake Elliott and then suck so bad at punting? It makes it's the whole special teams look out, man. How he can't figure out the punter position for some reason. It's been kind of his, uh, his Achilles heel over the last couple of years. Yeah. They you're gonna be bad else. somewhere. If you're gonna be bad Aaron somewhere. Aaron was was so bad last year. Yeah, and he's been bad this preseason, man. Like he yeah. can't. There's a couple punts that are like going to the end zone where you need to kind of lock those inside the twenty. He's yeah. averaging like four years. But it's been it's been rough. So Sentner was the third worst punter in the entire preseason from from PFF, and 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 Sipos was the third worst punter for regular and postseason last year in the league. Yeah, Do you know who the second worst was last year? Did they Kerr. bring in oh uh, uh, the guy that punted the Super Bowl right or Brett, yeah Brett Kern so the Brett the Kern, replacement oh. for Aaron Sipos when he was injured yeah he got cut already he's not even on a team like the, he he's had been, uh... two of the worst of, of forty eight punters last year <laughs> that's that's spectacular how do you do that <laughs> Howie's losing sleep over this right now. Find a punter, Howie. Find a punter. Yeah, um, but uh, the Jake Elliott thing, like I, I was when he kicked that fifty-nine yarder in, in the preseason game. I was thinking back, like I was kind of going back into uh, Eagles land from twenty seventeen. It's crazy that they just snagged him off the Bengals practice squad for nothing. Um, yeah, and then he's just become yeah, the Jason Peters made his career. You know, remember? yeah, basically. Imagine you're Jake Elliott and you just hear Jason Peters go like. Uh, or you have someone come up to you like JP needs to talk to you if you're Jake Kelly going. Oh really? Do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't wanna. <laughs> Anyways, that is our 53 man roster. So our disagreements here. I'm gonna put it up on the screen one more time before we get out of here. So our disagreements are a wide receiver. Thomas has Devin Allen making it. I only have four wide receivers making it. Uh, Thomas has nine offensive linemen. I have 10, and Josh Andrews making the roster. Um, we are both uh, in, we're in a disagreement as well. Linebacker. I have three linebackers making the roster. Thomas has four with Nicholas Morrow making it. And Thomas has four safeties making it. I have five. So Thomas has Terrell Edmonds getting cut. I have him making the roster. And good. We're pretty much in agreement on a lot of things. Of course, linebacker and safety is going to be different from everyone. But I think we're, we've, got a, we've got a good wavelength here. We're on the same vibes yeah. for the most part. Yeah, we got four differences. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Anything else before we want to get out of here? Anything need, to keep an I eye need, on? I need the regular season to start. I really need the regular <laughs> season to start now. Yeah, I'm ready, man. We are, as of today, we're 15 days away from Eagles opening their season against the New England Patriots. Um, Tuesday is going to be very interesting, man. I, I think, I think the, the I like the how they change from the 93 or the 90 man to the 53 in one day. I think it makes the things a lot more exciting. Like we're going to see a yeah. ton of movement across the league. Oh, can I can I throw out one one uh, one hot take before uh, before we start the uh, regular season? Of course, I think Devontae Smith got extended before the start of the season. Can they? I do they? I think they. Need I don't to, know. They they can. If I they can, they do it. I think he needs to play three years first. I think after next year. I Does think he, he though? To, okay. I think I could be wrong here, uh, but I think that's how the CBA has it. Fuck. I'll give you a hot take. Can I give you a Devonta Smith hot take? Hit it. I think he. I, I think he has more receiving yards than AJ Brown this year, this season. Is that a hot take though? I feel. I feel like a lot of Eagles fans are expecting that. I think no? he's a top ten receiver in the NFL. Like, like it's like I already think he is. But yeah, I think you're going to see the national media think that Devonta Smith is a top so freaking ridiculous. Like I don't think there is a I don't think there is a receiver in the NFL who is able to have like who has the body control of Devonta Smith. Like the way he he those catches he makes on the sidelines or high points balls right at the sideline and then still able to keep his body in bounds and it's it's. I think his size really goes to his advantage there. Like he has he, he doesn't have a lot of mass he needs to move around with. Like when he when he when he catches the ball, he has he's so quick at getting his feet down mm-hmm. or having some part of his body touch inbounds before he goes out. Like the 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 one at the Super Bowl against the Chiefs that they that they they call incomplete. I still want to swear to this day that was a complete it's a catch. catch. It's a catch, baby. It and it, it, that's just absurd. Like that's not supposed to be a catch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's he's like mastered the art at wide receiver. Yeah, like all the little details, like where to fit yourself on the sideline, where to stop your cuts, where to turn, how to use your body to control a DB's movement. He's like, he would he could teach wide receiving one on one. He's a guy that I can see being a wide receiver coach when he's done. Like, and like he's athletic, of course, but he's not like he doesn't have the crazy athletic traits and body type like everyone else. Like he's had to master this art to become a top receiver. Like, I I think he's going to be like the MVP, of the Eagles' offense outside of Jalen Hurts this season. I'm I'm he's probably one of the most excited guys on, on the team. I'm uh, I'm all in on Devonta Smith, and I also think 
that they're going to put to bed. The Oh, the Eagles can't keep A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Hell no, nah, that's not going to happen. They are keeping both. Like, Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown are both going to be on this roster for the foreseeable future. Harry Roseman just doesn't let young talent walk out the door like that, no. especially homegrown young talent. Nope. Uh, he's, yeah, he's phenomenal, <laughs> man. All right, that's all we got. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate that. That's our 53-man roster prediction. And then the next game, the Eagles take on the New England Patriots in two weeks. So, Thomas and I, we're going to be back at some point, probably doing a week one week one uh, set, uh, preview game. Uh, I'm going to start diving in on some New England Patriots, figure out where. When we actually get the rosters, though, we should probably – should we do like a follow-up episode here to see how wrong we were? For sure. Yeah, 100%. Down for that. Uh, we're not going to be wrong, though, buddy. I, I, I don't know. I, I know. I mean, one of us is gonna is going to be more right than the other. We have four. Do we put a wager on who's? Who, do we put a wager on uh, on our fifty three men who gets the most right? Do we got to send something to someone? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. What What do you want the wager to be? <sighs> let's um, let's do uh, let's do um, dinner and drinks in Philly uh, at, a, at a game. Okay. We have to get to Philly. We have to get to Philly. Yeah. Are, are you planning on going at all this year? Yeah, I have to go this year. I think I'm going to go to November. I think I'm going to go to that Cowboys game. I, I've got I, it. I've I, got it. Yeah, I have to go because in the event that that uh, that we that we uh, that we get some uh, some uh, some pregnancy thing going here, I need to be able to get out the country before I get a kid. <laughs> <laughs> like all my friends, when they get kids, they just get isolated. Yeah, like, that's how it works. Yeah, that yeah, and and I need to get out. I need before. to get out before, like, while I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Before you turn into a dad, get to an Eagles game. Exactly. All right, dinner and drinks. That's it, baby. I'm, I'm holding you to that. Once I, once I become the double doing podcast, fifty three man roster prediction champion, and you're buying me drinks and and, uh, and food in Philly. Nice cheesesteak right. with a beer. All right, that's it. That's all we got. So thanks so much for tuning, in, guys. We really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tons of video content coming your way. You won't be disappointed, I promise. And if you're listening on audio, you can always subscribe to YouTube channel Watchers Over. We had the spreadsheet going the entire episode. You can kind of see visualize of what we were thinking and, and, all, and all the roster spots there on a spreadsheet. Um, make sure to check out our sponsors, BetterHelp and Sweat Taylor. And we will talk to you later.